Good morning, afternoon, or evening, everybody, and welcome to Pangolin, the conservation podcast. I'm your host, Jack Baker, and welcome to the show dedicated to amplifying the interesting, the inspiring, but the underappreciated and underacknowledged conservation stories, the stories that inspire me, and I hope will inspire you too. Happy New Year! <laughs> Let's start with that. Happy, happy New Year. This is, of course, our New Year special. Thank you so much for spending the whole year with us here at Pangolin. We could not be more grateful. To celebrate what has been a, a full year of podcasting uh, and a full year of conservation, we are going to look back on 2021 and then we are going to look forward to 2022. But we're not going to do that alone. I've done that enough. I've done enough episodes by myself. Don't like it. <laughs> so we are going to be joined uh, for this episode by um, a star, by a repeat guest who has joined us many times before, but whose input and insights are always welcome and always valued. She is back to complete her trilogy of episodes for 2021. First, we had For the Love of Dog. Then we had The Joy of Conservation. And now we have our New Year's special with the lovely Tasnia Kahandika Prova. She is this, she is just the best, the best, 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 best. And I really, really hope you enjoy listening to more of her insights about conservation. Um, we talk about elephants, we talk about share, we talk <laughs> about all sorts of interesting things. We first, we start off by going through our years personally and our successes. We then go into the conservation successes of 2021. And then we look forward to 2022. And we talk about our New Year's resolutions, what we're going to do differently and how we're going to be our most best eco-friendly eco-conscious selves in the new year so it's a really good chat and a nice way to wrap up the year i really hope you enjoy of course i'll be back at the end to wish you all a happy and healthy new year but for now thank you so much for listening and i really hope you enjoy today's interview with the lovely the fantastic the wonderful tasnia kahandakar proba Welcome back to the show. I am now joined once again, back by popular demand. She did definitely <laughs> didn't tell me to say that. Uh, the wonderful <laughs> Tasnia. Tasnia. Wow, well, you messed up many... my name. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I put too many syllables in. Tasnia. Tasnia. Kahandika Prova. I can't believe I messed up the first name. The like the first name. Yeah, like the last name was. Is I I remember when we graduated. And I was like, I felt bad for the person trying to pronounce my name. Mm -hmm. Like, just get through with it. Like, I get it. I know you mean me. Congratulate me and go move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be I'm... so cool having, like, Baker as your last name. Like, who mm. gets that wrong? I mean, I've been <laughs> called... I, well, no one gets Baker, but I've had Jake. I've had uh, all right. sorts of just things that aren't my name. I mean... It's a very like, in terms of right. complaining about names, I definitely have no leg to stand on, but that's fine. Um, so yes, after that fantastic introduction, as you can tell, I am back with Tasnia. Uh, she is here. We are going to discuss, it's kind of our year in review episode. We're going to look back on the year that's just been. We're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions and what has just um what we're looking forward to in 2022, because it can't be any worse than 2021. Uh, so oh we God. are 
<laughs> let's not jinx this. Let's really not. No, no. And hopefully, so, hopefully, yes. 2022. Yes. Come through. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all our favorite animal stories. We're going to be talking about our years. We're going to be talking about all sorts of positive news for 2021 and kind of looking forward to 2022. So to get us started, I guess people have probably listened to the two previous episodes you've been on, Tasnia. But if you want to reintroduce yourself, anything exciting going on in your life at the moment that you'd like to tell the listeners about? Oh, my life is just full of excitement. I'm not, <laughs> not really, but um, I am Tasnia Kandakar. Uh, yes, that's how my name is pronounced. <laughs> um, I'm the programs director at Oparono, Bangladesh Animal Welfare Foundation. Um, we uh, work with street dogs in the country. And um, I like, I think, I know I'm not supposed to say that as an animal person, but I like dogs more than I like cats. It's just a thing. I'm sorry. Don't come for me. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like I just dogs are my standard and that's how I treat every other living being like I remember two months ago a human child I'm sorry people have noted that I say it very weirdly like a human (laughs) child but like a child (laughs) walked up to me and I started scratching his head because I think I just didn't know like my brain just didn't know like I wanted to make him feel loved and I just didn't know what else to do. And it's just, I f- oh my God, it's so shameful. But yeah, dogs are my standard. Um, cats are beautiful too. I also, I feel like I don't, I someone needs to teach me the right way to pet a cat. Um, I've just been with cats that need a lot of love. Um, so they've just settled for whatever I gave them. Um, but yeah, I need, I need to learn. <laughs> That is, that's a great introduction I was gonna say that is quite the introduction <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like we have really set the bar low uh, for this one because yes. we are just all over the as was our this mind. year let's be honest um Good also guys, uh, Jack Baker <laughs> has told me repeatedly um that we're gonna try and stay positive and I mm-hmm. feel like this is me trying to fake positivity like at the most but I, just just for the sake of um, Jack, uh, but this year, I feel like let's take a moment to appreciate this year ending, honestly, because yes, yay. A, a moment of silence for 2021. Oh, oh, my God. What a year. What a year. We've made it. If you're listening, you're you're alive. So that's a positive. I'm happy for you. We're going to be... <laughs> We're going to move on to next year and we're going to do great things, okay? The things that we didn't do this year. 2022 is our year, okay? Thank you. Love that manifesto to get started. And I think a perfect introduction to you, to me, to the chaos that will be, uh, (laughs) that was uh, 2021. But to get started, let's, let's look back. What were your highlights of 2021? Is there anything in your mind that stands out as something you're proud of or something that kind of... (coughs) Um, yeah, just made you feel excited, happy this year? Um, I think um, this year particularly just gave me a very unique opportunity to notice things that I didn't notice before mm-hmm. um, in the people that have been in my life for a long time, um, in animals that have been around me for a long time, um, because sort of things slowed down this year. 
Um, and I know that for a lot of people it didn't, and my heart goes out to them. It was, it's ridiculous how we function as a society, but, um, I feel like for me to reintroduce myself to animals around my house and sort of knowing their pattern because everything sort of slowed down, that's like one of my like precious moments that I hold on to. Um, I think one of my favorite days was we have pigeons um, in our household, which is something that's very common in Bangladesh. A lot of people have uh, pigeons as pets, um, but my father, uh, well, my parents believe that they should, you know, be able to fly and do their thing. So they just do their thing on our rooftop. And I was there trying to read a book and there were feeding and then there are other birds that came on and like ate their food and I think that moment of like so many so many different uh, birds or so many different beings just existing and coexisting and the fact that my family had some part to play in making sure that they were fed and they were happy just made me feel like I don't know, so grateful to be a part of this, to, to be a part of my family, to be a part of today, really, this year where more animals are being appreciated, people are starting to know um, and understand their importance um, at, a, at a mainstream level. And yeah, so I think I, very poetic answer, but like happy in the small moments, yes. Mm -hmm. That's a good answer. And I think it's similar. I, it reminded me of, I think, one of my happiest moments of 2021 was when I saw a hedgehog in my garden for the first time, which seems oh. like such a little thing. But it was it was just before like I was getting ready to go to bed. I like stood up, looked out the front window and saw something move and assumed it was kind of we have we've seen like rabbits and stuff around our house before right. so I was like oh I'll just do one of those and then I like looked closer and there was this little hedgehog just like scurrying oh, across the grass and it was bless. like this little moment of I've never seen one in my garden before and it's a nice little moment of happiness um, absolutely yeah mm -hmm. I feel like I genuinely appreciate these moments like if we didn't have like if life hadn't slowed down I don't think we'd have the time to look look even you know at something so obvious in front of us um yeah. so i'm grateful really really grateful to have had that opportunity mm -hmm. i think something else i want to mention for this year there's a couple of things i'm grateful for um and were exciting <laughs> highlights and things that i didn't even kind of remember because i don't know if you're having the same issue as me 2020 and 2021 have merged into one year for me so Absolutely. it's kind of hard but something that happened at this very start of this year the podcast was reviewed by BBC Wildlife magazine, which oh I'd God, forgotten happened yeah. this year. Um, I got to go to Chester Zoo and do the youth symposium. I We have released three series now. This is our kind of Christmas specials for that. So there's all these little th these things that have happened in the last year. And I think everyone should would benefit if you sit down and actually think about what you've done, even if you've not been able to yeah. go out. You actually, I think a lot of people have ticked a lot of like yeah. boxes of things that they've achieved. Um, yeah. And it's, it's I'm so really proud fun. of you, honestly. Oh. So, so, so proud of you, yeah. always. Because I feel like your passion and the love for the work that you do really shows through um, whenever you're doing something. So I feel like it's just a joy from one person to, for another. Like, you're doing something that you love. And I feel like everyone, and I really hope for a world where everyone can do this um, and 
and, you know, be happy. Um, and this reminded me of, I think ever since COVID of, I've had, I've struggled to celebrate my wins because mm -hmm. all the wins and losses sort of, mar like you said, like the year is margin to one and all your ups and downs sort of margin to one. So the fact that I was a guest lecturer at the University of St. Andrews trying to talk about my dissertation, which um, talks about um, the refugee crisis in my country um, um, uh, for Rohingyas and um, Asian elephant conservation and the struggle and the impasse that both of these vulnerable communities face. And the fact that I got to talk about something I wrote and there were people interested in knowing this. Um, I don't know. It was a very surreal moment. I think it's a, an amazing, amazing, amazing moment, given that like a year ago, we probably we had just we just like graduated from there. So it seems strange that so quickly, like Absolutely. you're lecturing in it's, it's so fantastic. And I think at some point in the future, we will have to have a full episode where I grill you on the dissertation because I'm really interested. Like, it's so interesting to me. I love elephants. I love like it will be oh so God, interesting to hear about something in depth that kind of you have researched. Oh, absolutely. And, like, That's so sweet. And I feel like, OK, also, I have to have to be grateful for the people in my life, especially like friends and like you. I know we've been we've gone through pre-COVID times, COVID times. And, and now I don't know what times we're in <laughs> at the moment together. And I feel like, you know, you checking up on me and um, Ruth, um, Leone, like so many people, just like the best. Like, I feel like we both found uh, in St. Andrews people who genuinely want the best for the other person. Mm -hmm. And it just resonates in how we communicate. And so I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, just continued into this year. And hopefully I've, it will continue into next because we will graduate yeah. in June 2022. Uh, that is will happen. I'm putting it out oh into the universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yes. But I, I guess in terms of uh, careers wise, mm -hmm. uh, program, what was it? Program officer? Director. Program director. I, I wanted to say director, but I was like... Oh, she jumped a few okay, levels. Okay, this is uh, where I get a, a lot of people are confused and like a lot of people think, oh my God, director. Um, again, it's a grassroots NGO. It's a small NGO. And like, I'm the only person other than my CEO um, and director of the entire organization. I'm the, I'm the second person with um, the experience. Uh, and obviously there are vets who've been working there for years. And so the jump was not as um, steep as you would have it in like other organizations. It's just like, I feel like my boss just one day said, so you're a programs director now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to change that. I'm going to, I'm going to let people know. Um, Get but that on so, the LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. Yes. And again, I feel like a lot of people assume like, oh my God, you're a director. Like it's a director, the word sort of adds a lot of value. Um, but again, it's the same thing. Um, it's more or less the same work and, or more or less essentially focusing on expanding the programs. Um, but again, work slow given COVID people and especially working with the government is very, very taxing. Not because that some people don't want to help. It's just that 
they don't have the capacity to um, help in the sort of way that they would have um, if if this crisis uh, wasn't a daily thing. So, but it's still going on. The fight is still going on strong, and we're just hoping that it never ends, mm. or that it ends, but on a good note. Like we don't need to be there anymore. I feel like my director says the same thing. Um, that the goal for Oberono to exist is for it not to have to exist one day. And I genuinely, that's what I would want. I think well. that's the, yeah, the goal of all conservation should be Absolutely. that we don't yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. there anymore. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, we find this perfect yeah. circle. I, I almost said circle of like, the circle of life from <laughs> Bring it, throwing it back to our last episode where you quizzed me on the Lion King. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, that's yeah, a really good I think message, and I think that kind of um, message and positivity, and speaking of conservation organisation, transitions us very nicely onto our next topic. And um, mm-hmm. we've looked back at our years, but I wondered, I wanted to talk a little bit about the conservation successes of the last year that perhaps we haven't covered on the podcast. Um, but like just to reflect on the positive thing, because I think a lot of the time in the news it's framed as sad destruction bad negative right, and yeah. if you do that all the time you just lose very, motivation very hard. absolutely so, yeah so i think it's important we reflect on some of the good things that have happened this year so i don't know if i have a huge list of things that i have uh, written down as ideas uh for things to to mention but i don't know did you have any conservation stories of the last year that stood out to you I feel like ever since my dissertation, I've I've paid a lot more attention to elephants and what's happening in that mm-hmm. um, realm. And I talked about this particular elephant as well in my paper, uh, and his name was Coven, uh, and he was deemed the loneliest elephant in the world. Um, and he was in Pakistan, um, and it was so I don't know the story still is so powerful and it still resonates with me. Um, The um, Cher, the singer Cher got, you know, um, a word of what's happening and she brought a lot of attention to um, the issue there. And um, the high court, Islamabad high court, I I think it was uh, that ruled in the favor of, of appreciating that Coven is a sentient being that deserves to have a better life than the than the one that he's being subjected to. And now Coven has moved countries to, and he's now in Cambodia. And then there's like this whole like internet, like YouTube pages, like follow him around and post like tiny updates. Like Coven is sleeping now. Or Coven making friends now, or Coven making contact with a first elephant in a very long time. And like these are very tiny videos or like tiny moments of, of Coven's life. But I feel like everybody who's watching, like they understand how significant it is. Um, and I think it's just it's just the power of of um, a South Asian high court. And you, when you, we talk about conservation, we always sort of, um, I feel like there's a narrative and there, there's a narrative in like, an, like extended development practice as well, where there is the global South and the West and, and who does what better. 
and et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that um, a, a high court rules in the favor of an elephant, it just gives me so much hope um, that it is, it is what it takes. Like you keep on fighting the good fight and you, you'll win someday. And so, yeah, go Coven. I had forgot. I'm so glad you brought that up. The fact that we got share into the podcast. I think that's the win of 2021 for me. I know, I know. <laughs> I saw your face like glow up because you just share. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I... exactly. Like I, okay. It's a lot of the, I feel like it's a, it's a point of contention or a lot of people have opinions about like having celebrities as goodwill ambassadors for refugees or a lot of development work really. Um, I think we sat in class trying to argue the pros and cons of it um, as well. But, um, and sometimes I think like there are a lot of cons to be honest, but honestly, there is like, if you, if you find a person powerful enough and, and willing enough to fight for a cause, it does change a lot of, lot of movement around the cause. So I'm really, really like power to share. And I that she needs me to say it. <laughs> we worship share. Share is the uh, <laughs> uh, I yes, love share. Love to share, love elephants, love that whole storyline and loved seeing the just the success. It was so it just yeah, it was one of those smart stories time. that just brought a smile to your face whenever you saw it pop up on the news. Um Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, and I think yeah. I mean, and there are again, some... like changing the narrative of like, oh, just because the animal's alive doesn't mean, oh, that's it. That's good. That's mm-hmm. great. Now we've done a great job. Um, a lot of people outside of our field like tend to think like that. Um, and um, so just appreciating, of course, you, you can't live a life on your own um, suffering the way you are. Um, it, was, it was so wholesome. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic and loved it. And Your yeah. stories, please. Yes, please. Dying oh, to hear. I know. I'm glad that you. I, I wanted to just talk about share and an elephant. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first of my stories was uh, more a personal personal updates from my local conservation organisation, the one that I work with, the Royal Zoological Society of Scotland. I had such a good year watching them thrive and change and things happen. We had baby pygmy hippo amara mm-hmm. the most beautiful cute thing we oh. had giraffes arrive at edinburgh zoo in collaboration with the giraffe conservation foundation um we've had sloths arrive and those all just made me happy i think those are good oh, conservation moves because i think yeah when there are when animals are kept in collections by really responsible effective right. conservation organizations it is a fantastic mm-hmm. way of communicating things to the public and i think yeah and i've seen so many ins- people inspired by these amazing things on a personal kind of level uh, so that was my kind of personal one i also found an article which i think everybody should look up by i've written his name down uh, joe mccarthy and it's on global citizen and i'll put a link for it in the episode and it's kind of conservation wins of 2021 which was a really nice thing and it's i couldn't find a similar I, like i struggled to find similar articles elsewhere so this is a nice kind of and he makes several points throughout and i think the one uh, there's a little bit i wanted to read because i think it's really encouraging so it starts kind of by summing up that there has been challenges throughout the year and then but then he goes on to talk about how there has been positive comebacks of animals as well and so joe wrote 
let me do my best reading voice. We'll see how I get on. I will stumble <laughs> every word, but we'll, we'll see how okay. we get on. Uh, but there are positive trends happening worldwide. World, blah, blah, worldwide. <laughs> Nepal is on track to double its wild tiger population by 2022. Gorilla populations are rebounding in sub-Saharan Africa, and jaguars are returning to forested areas of Colombia. The Iberian lynx has bounced back from near extinction, a population of endangered monkeys in Vietnam has quadrupled since 2000, and endangered gharials have returned to the Ganges River. Wolves have surged back to life throughout Europe, a jaguar corridor is under development across the Amazon, and an endangered mountain gazelle made a comeback on the war-torn border of Turkey and Syria. China, meanwhile, <laughs> so it, there's so many good things. I'm so happy. Yeah. He, did, he didn't write that. That's me adding my context. Uh, then, <laughs> China, meanwhile, is creating a national park to guard its giant pandas, which have finally been removed from the endangered species list. And seven Tasmanian devil babies were born in semi-wild conditions for the first time in 3,000 years. A restored island in the US became an abundant breeding ground for various threatened bird species, while removing invasive predators from a Polynesian island allowed endangered birds to recover. And that's just some of the things, like that is one paragraph of the article and it's so good because oh, all of these animals, it, I, I like how he highlights the kind of charismatic megafauna uh, that you have that people love, like the pandas and the tigers, but highlighting other things like the gharials, which are maybe less, people might know less about. Right, yeah. Um, the lynx um, and birds and all sorts of things. Really, really interesting story. He also talks in the article about community involvement in conservation, all other topics. And I think, yeah, stories like that just made me feel good. Was there, I don't know, was there one particular in that list that made you smile the most that you enjoyed? Oh, the Tasmanian devils, because mm -hmm. um, because I that was my nickname for a bit by someone. But because Tasnia, like they were really you, uh, they couldn't pronounce my name right. But um, <laughs> it's just so, it's so nice. I feel like I was reading uh, Factfulness a few, yesterday. Well, um, yeah, my idea of like time is completely distorted. But um, I was reading the book and it talked about how we as like as a society are inclined to always um, take in the negative and retain the negative. And um, even like someone could essentially point out that the world is getting better and would still, we still have this perception like, no, that can't be true. Um, and so just hearing, like, I feel like even for conservation workers, when something isn't working out um, in our own field or if something didn't pan out in our meetings or our targets or it's it's very it's very easy to get wrapped up into that um and so reminding ourselves that conservation as a whole is sort of is doing people are still working people are working hard and and we're making improvements and it's important for us to remember that so yeah thank you thank you for <laughs> for that bit and thank you to joe for writing that yeah, it was it was a really nice article. And I think, yeah, that's the important thing, I think, for me, is that the show is designed, we're here to talk about underappreciated conservation stories. And I think an underappreciated thing about conservation is that it's inherently good and positive. And it right, should remain, yeah, <laughs> while we see numbers um, declining, it should remain a positive thing. And we should try to keep it as, as yeah. lighthearted sometimes and reflect on the successes as well. Yeah. Um, I do have other articles. Well, I have... One more other article to read, and then I have a resource that I'd like to point out for people who love conservation and being positive. So 
the second thing that I wanted to highlight was the new Big Five. And I don't know if you heard about this, um, no. but the new Big Five, basically, in August this year, there was, well, traditionally, the Big Five was the animals you'd go to Africa to hunt. And so it would be things, right. I think yeah. they are the elephant, rhino, leopard, cape buffalo and lion were the kind of big five that people would go and hunt. But um, work of the big five, there's the new big five project going on. And what they're trying to do is refocus it on five animals for photographers to take pictures of and kind of snap images of, which I think right. is a much nicer modern right. interpretation of it. And I think that mm-hmm. put a smile on my face. And again, it kind of highlights five big keystone important species. Um, yes, I pulled an article from Conservation Optimism uh, about it. And yeah, they talk, the new big five are lions <coughs> and tigers, polar bears, gorillas, and who's the last one? Elephants. That's what it was. Elephants <laughs> Elephants get to stay on the list. That's a good thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which um, they, it's all just kind of positive, positive things. And reframing this idea of you have to to shoot something to kind of collect it. You can't like taking a photograph and a memory. Yeah, is absolutely. Sometimes yeah. just as magical. Um, and yeah, I've gotten a lot more into wildlife. But I'm, I mean, I'm not good at it yet, but I'll, I'm getting yeah. more into wildlife photography this year. And I think that's something that it's a nice target to kind of have and a nice kind of new reframing of what would classically be a, a negative and and bad term. And so that was a positive story I liked. Um, right. I don't know. I, I it wouldn't be a Tasnia Jack episode without us mentioning Fatima. I just want to say, <laughs> like her, like I love watching her Instagram and like just like mm-hmm. the birds. She's such a good photographer. Mm-hmm. Even when like I can't see the bird's face, it's it's a beautiful beautiful shot. And yeah, I feel like seeing her and like obviously your photography on your page is just. Ugh some of my favorite stuff um and so it it yeah photography and like taking making um an audience familiarize um to to be able to for sorry I'm just I don't know English for a second but (laughs) for the audience to like be able to tell like oh tell species apart or like certain animals apart even that simply by looking at certain pictures is it's it's such a teaching tool mm-hmm. and it's yeah a, a picture can introduce you to a species and you might not remember its name but you'll remember what it looks like and maybe be inspired by it and it's just yeah 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 a nice positive just so great cute. thing yeah um mm-hmm. so something maybe I feel like we're going to talk about our new year's resolution I might have to change mine to just be take more photos um <laughs> <laughs> But, um, oh my god, I we'll should I still a... have like 40,000 pictures that I have to clean from my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, that is a whole different podcast episode. Yep, but, thank you for yeah. iCloud and saving like, <laughs> a number of things because yeah. otherwise I would need about 12 phones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I guess uh, the final thing I want to mention before we move on to our our own resolutions and what we're looking forward to next year. Um, Mm -hmm. is a resource that when we're at the Chester's Youth Symposium we are me and my friend Jodie we went down and we discussed um, we went into a workshop that was with Conservation Optimism India and a presentation by um, someone from Conservation Optimism Julia and it was fantastic and I had heard of it before but we've never highlighted or mentioned it here and I think 
thinking about it when we got to the the end of your recap i wanted to highlight a resource that maybe when we were on our off seasons or whenever you're just needing a bit of a boost on conservation um conservation optimism is a fantastic resource they're a website that has just kind of highlights the positive success stories um of conservation um and every week they put out a, a blog post that is seven stories of optimism from the week so it's really fantastic it's really really fantastic and like wow. yeah i looked through just the last few weeks in preparation and they've got things like stories about manatees recovering in the amazon you've got stories about rhinos being flown from south africa to rwanda there's a wild stories about china's wild camel population highlighting things wow. all sorts of yeah diverse things but just positive nice stories so if you're ever yeah. in down in the dumps uh, about <laughs> conservation or you're needing inspired or reminded why conservation is fantastic and why you're doing it conservation optimism is a real great resource it's it's fantastic fantastic and i would Sounds recommend amazing. anyone take it out take it out check it out uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a book don't go to the library and take it out uh, don't tackle it take it out go and check out the website it's, it's a fantastic <laughs> fantastic resource um yes i don't know do you have anything do you have any where do you go when you need to smile about conservation tasnia what do you think about what is your oh my god nice go treat I, um, like i would my response is genuinely like walking out to even today mm -hmm. i walked and i didn't take a rickshaw and i just i remember the fact that dogs on the streets just remember me, I love it. Like mm -hmm. the fact that I was wearing a hoodie and a mask and they still remember me and recognize me, it's just the best, okay, I matter to them. So it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, like my life's great um, moment. And obviously like a lot of people like in conservation, um, street animals, don't like it's not about protecting them they aren't going extinct it's quite the opposite um but managing them ha is such a struggle because you know they you don't want animals or anyone to be living on the street mm -hmm. and i think every time the fact that they have so much love to give it just humbles me every every time um without fail and it's just it's just yeah that's what i do like that's my go-to or I'd go upstairs and like, I think again, uh, this whole year has reminded me of like appreciating what's around me because of COVID we've, we've just been so restricted. Um, and I, the fact that when we do have the privilege to go out um, and do have the privilege to see beyond our own boundaries, that's one thing. And obviously do that and like be grateful for that, but like also so much just if we have the time, like the hedgehog in your backyard is, is just, it's right there. Like take some moment to like appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's such a, it's a good way to just refresh and reset. And when you're used to being indoors, even if it's raining or cold or whatever, it's just going outside, getting some fresh air. You'll uh -huh. always see something interesting out there. And yeah, yeah. it's a good way to reconnect. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I love and that. And the more you, like more you learn or more you, take time to sort of for nature to teach you I feel like the the desire to conserve it increases like of course I don't I want the same things like I don't want the weather to get worse or I want to be able to protect these animals I want to and by extension other animals um and I feel like I've always used that measure of like taking 
one animal and how empathizing with one and then just expanding. I want to protect you all. Yes. <laughs> Give Although, me all the money now. <laughs> says the girl who started this com- this conversation with dogs are my favorite. And I <laughs> <laughs> That's like that's still like this is what I do like um <laughs> so like if I was to work with um other animals on the field if I got that opportunity I feel like I'd just tell them beforehand like I know I'm trying to pet you as if I, I like a, like you're a dog but I appreciate that you aren't mm. uh, and I'm trying to learn okay so be patient with me um <laughs> so I hope I hope the elephant doesn't get mad <laughs> well that is uh an excellent transition because I think that could be one of your new year's resolutions when we're discussing treat all animals equally uh can be one oh my goodness Uh, (laughs) looking forward to next year uh our next topic we're going to talk about our new year's resolutions what we're going to do to be better and more eco-friendly and more great in the next year so do you want to start what are your new year's resolutions what are you looking forward to in 2022 what are you going to change what are you going to do my first resolution is that if I fail to maintain any of the other resolutions, I'm just going to go easy on myself um, mm-hmm. or or tell myself I can start. January 1st is a construct, okay? So I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to tell myself I know it's March 10th, but it's January 1st for you and you can start all over again. Mm-hmm. Because genuinely, time, I feel like if, if the pandemic didn't teach you um, how time is just, is just, just goes and continues and so much is lost and so much is gained and it's all about appreciation and gratefulness and hoping that things get better and so much is out of our control. It's insane. Um, and so I think one of my resolutions is also taking it one step at a time, one day at a time, um, keeping my mental health in check. Um, I feel like your links for all the optimism um, and all the, we have done something great, helps genuinely because I feel like any development practitioner or conservation practitioner needs to remind themselves that good things are happening. It's okay. It's been a hard week, but we can do it. That I think um, also decolonizing um sustainable sustainability in my head because when i came back to bangladesh i feel like i came back with uh, with a narrative that i you know i learned from textbooks mostly mm-hmm. written by western authors um and what sustainability uh, sustainability means and what what not giving attention to it would mean for us um i remember one of the first times I went up to the rooftop, I saw that my mother had used like old, like used water bottles, like big ones um, to plant like small, tiny plants in them. And like she hung them. Um, And so I just, I looked at them and I'm like, that's such a good use. Like you're, you're just doing so much And and you aren't even consciously doing it to be like, Oh, I'm just gonna do a sustainable a sustainable thing, you know. I'm gonna be mm. a queen on Instagram. 
<laughs> I, I, I bet my mother would be a queen on Instagram if, if I opened her, one for her. Maybe that's one of my, <laughs> wow, resolutions. <laughs> um, but, um, but I think in that moment, I realized so many of, of South Asian culture is embedded in sustainability. And um, because it's not outright spoken about, because it's so normal in their day-to-day lives, saving materials, saving plastic, reusing something. Um, and I used to think of it like, oh my God, my mom's just being, you know, difficult. Like, why do I have to you keep on using this or like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I feel like deep appreciation for traditions for traditions embedded in protecting um, the world around me. Um, a mom trying to um, leave out uh, water uh, or food for birds when, when it gets too hot or saying hi to owls who've found a home next to our building. My mother wakes up and says hi to them and it's the cutest thing in the world. Um, I think genuinely taking time and I want to write more about this about um, decolonizing sustainability in my own home because I don't have to follow a certain definition of it anymore Um, it's mine and my family's and my ancestors legacies to to you know um, hopefully I can I can take it make it my own and grow from there that sounded like the perfectly scripted, uh, like that was <laughs> such a good answer to that question. Like I was sat here like in awe the whole time. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, per- like the perfect, perfect answer. And I think, I think there's stuff there that anyone could draw upon, even if they're kind of living somewhere Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's a, a universal advice is just appreciate what's around you. Do all these little tips and tricks that can make the world yeah. a, a healthier place and you mentioned so many with the kind of water bottles and the just putting just putting out water for birds or putting out things uh-huh. and you'll make nature more at home around you and make yourself more yeah. kind of connected to it and it's such a good and it creates such method. a culture of kindness and compassion and constantly thinking beyond yourself and I think that's where conservation like the heart of conservation lies as well um, knowing that in helping others you inherently um, will have a better life because we're all in this together. Um, that I want to write more this year. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm I'm doubtful at just as I'm saying this. Um, I want to be more brave this year. Um, at the face of uh, what how short a life can be, I just want to just want to say goodbye to anxiety for a bit and like take more challenges even for conservation I feel like when we look at conservation or when we look at certain sectors like I'm the dog person and someone else is the something else person because they've been working for it for a long time but I want to try new things I want to do one sector and then learn from another and have the ability to go from director to intern if need be because the goal is to learn. Um, but that takes a lot of courage. You know why? Because capitalism <laughs> is bad. <laughs> because it, it just does something to you and it tells you like, this is the path you're supposed to take. Um, no, this is the path. It's so 
jaded. I still remember in, at Operano, received a received an email from a guy from Australia and he decided to change his career. I think he was just, he was a chef. And I think he, um, he was like, no, I, I'm, I wanna, wanna give this up and I wanna work in animal welfare. I have some expertise in working or like, I think he sh volunteered at a animal shelter. So he had some experience as a paravet, but he was like, can I, can I join? I had to say, we have no funding for you. I'm so sorry. But, um, which is also sad. Um, but the fact that, yes, you can be 50 and change your path entirely. Um, you can, it's never too late to realize this is where your heart belongs. Um, and it can be shaky and scary. Absolutely. Even the thought is scaring me right now. But if not now, then when? Honestly. Mm -hmm. that's a good message and it's something that I tried to talk about in my um, anniversary special which was based on my talk at Chester it was like who is around us to take our place once we're gone we don't know so yeah. do what you want to do now and even if your background isn't necessarily in science which I think a lot of people think they have to be interested in science to do conservation yeah that doesn't matter like mm -hmm. You can do conservation if you're an artist or an author or an actor or just somebody who likes talking, somebody who, I don't know, anyone can be involved. And it's just, mm -hmm. yeah, putting yourself out there and having the confidence that your ideas and your concepts and things that you put out there are good and valid and taking these risks is, is worthwhile. And even if you start off by doing it on the side as like an extra bonus thing. Yeah. Any little bit is worthwhile. If you're too scared to go the full leap and kind of commit to something you don't know, like, yeah, just do like at the weekend, sit down and yeah. maybe read something about conservation or just um, create something positive or post something on social media or speak to somebody about like all these little things add up. And it, that's yeah. a really good, nice. Also a reminder of like, if you have to, like, of course, there's going to be backlash when, when you want to like change fields or like start something new entirely or start at a new organization that you feel like is doing the right thing um because if you start like an associate or like an entry-level job from and if you're transitioning from like a mid-level or senior level job from another organization it's difficult um obviously like so much to take in um and there's a lot of family pressure as well especially in countries like Bangladesh where a lot of other people have a lot of opinions on what you're doing. Um, it can be difficult. Just remember, first of all, capitalism is a farce. Second of all... <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote. I'm going to put that on Instagram in like an inspirational bubble. Capitalism is a farce. That's the one. Yes. That's the... <laughs> um, second of all, um, when you start out, a lot of people may say a lot of things and it might get to you. But as soon as you, you know, keep on doing your thing and you're happy, like these same people are going to be like, oh, my God, you're so brave because that's how the world works. We criticize people. And then when it works, I'm like, wow, how did you do that, though? Um, so, yeah, be that person. Or even if you fail, do it still. It's life. We're yeah. just we're just chilling. Have you yeah. seen slots? Be a slot. <laughs> I love slots. I love slots sloth be a sloth that's the, the model for <laughs> be a sloth uh, yes that's the second quote capitalism is a farce be a sloth like <laughs> there is the quote for you uh, 
like you've been waiting for your inspirational Instagram moment. There's there's the one. Um, no, it's it's such a good thing, and I think I agree with you that on every point. I was going to try and make my own. I have like little goals for me that I set at the start of this year that I'd like to climb Ben Nevis, and I never did that, but I will one day. Uh, I'll do that next. Yes. Year. Um, and just, just all of these things of just positivity, and then uh, accompany you uh, mm-hmm. on the ride, and then just give up. <laughs> midway i'm like jack you're crazy you go <laughs> i'm gonna take a picture from here <laughs> i was gonna say you're not a, a big walker so this this could be a <laughs> this could be a trouble um there's yeah uh but yeah so your, your resolutions please oh uh, i'd like to i would like to read more because i feel like i take time yes, and whenever i sit down and read something it's i really enjoy it and i just don't make the time to read i'd like to make time yeah. to read and stop and learn more from other people and new perspectives and different perspectives than the ones that are traditionally handed to me yeah. so I'd like to do that um especially you said you want to write more so if you write a book or something you you send it my way yes. I'll uh I love how you just jump to a book here is me starting to write a page of I am <laughs> writing again I feel like I've, I've, I'm a person who works with deadlines as well like oh you wanted it by Monday I'm gonna start working on on, on Sunday um but um I need to change that I feel like um there's just so much we need to learn ah yes read more that's a that's a great one I yes and I would also like to write more I have had an idea for a book for a very long time and I would like to write it and I'm not going to say I'm going to do it this year it might not happen for many years but I want to start putting words on paper because it is based on personal experience and so I would like to start writing things you're a really Um, good writer my, so I, I can't already wait. My, would you like to know my concept? Please don't steal it yeah. if you're listening. Or maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say. Well, I tweeted it. Uh, so should probably. So my concept, I'll censor the title. Um, the, the, the working title I have is What the Fudge is a Banting. Um, and I would like to write a book about all of the questions similar to What the Fudge is a Banting um, that I've been asked while working in zoos and aquariums. Um, oh, by that's people so cool. in like a funny, comical like this is my experience of like day-to-day working in these places and like what happens behind the scenes and like that. all the kind of fun tales I have because there are many and there are many questions and yeah if anyone doesn't know what a banting is it would be inform informational for them uh you could uh google that though that's a fun thing to learn so I'd like to that's... write more I'd like to just try and be more creative do more that's wonderful I feel like yeah. I already want to read it like now it, it would be I feel like it would be not great but it would be a comical take on my experience no it would be great I feel like it's it's one of those um I remember this one class when we had to read a whole conservation book and Ruth complained about it <laughs> the entire time <laughs> because again the conservation isn't her thing but um I was that the one about badgers <laughs> no that was an entirely different class <laughs> she was just she was <laughs> she was just upset like why am I here listening to badges and I kept on asking questions because I was like oh my god that's so interesting and she was like pass me off the class has ended can you stop <laughs> it was just the best thing um and like to be able to laugh at this is just so so good like so cool um but that sounds wonderful like honestly I want to I want to read that um 
if I was to ever write a book or like, oh, that feels like so much more commitment, bro. I'm the person who like on Netflix watches, starts shows based on like how much time the episodes are. That's how I started Shit's Creek. By the way, Shit's Creek is the greatest show <laughs> on the planet. That's a plug. Um, We've got but, Cher and Shit's Creek in one episode. That's a win for oh me. Oh my God, it, what an it, episode. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was like 23 something minutes. Um, and I was like, okay, that's like low commitment. I can start. And then I ended up finishing the entire like six seasons mm-hmm. while I was writing my dissertation. So not great. <laughs> but I think I write about um, uh, theology and like what it mean, what what it meant and means for me to be a Muslim who's working for animals and for working for dogs in a country where most people are Muslim, um, and like how nature and um, everything in it brought me closer to faith um, and God and. And I don't know, it's just something wholesome, but also something not like pointing fingers at anybody. Like, yes, you were the person who told me I was a bad Muslim for taking care of dogs. You're awful. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) What we should do, we should team up. And instead of writing two books, because we'll never get them done, write one book (laughs) where we have parallel experiences. Oh my God, imagine. In the life of uh, someone who is Muslim in Bangladesh working in conservation and someone who is white and very basic um, oh in God, Scotland. The most wonderful person ever who looks like sunshine and is in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Just kind of the, the oh voice God, that we all imagine. need to hear more of, the <gasps> white man. That is exactly. Imagine how cool like the uh, picture would be at the at the end of the book where I pose for like, this. these are the authors. We could have like a poster moment where you model like would you read that, F- fans of the podcast? <laughs> would you read yes. in Tasnia's parallel stories? I think that would be, I actually think that would be quite interesting. Um, oh my God. We can please. discuss this more off air so people don't steal our ideas. If, if there are two comments about like, yes, I would, we were going to write it. <laughs> two comments. Uh, that, uh, is how, that is how excited I am. Mm-hmm. I just that need would the be push. So good. I'd love that. I would love it so much. <laughs> Because um, it would half my workload and half your workload, and it that might actually get done. Um, but okay, before we plan a novel, instead of talking about New Year's resolutions, uh, <laughs> my final topic was: I think we've given good advice, but if there's anybody out there who's looking to start the new year afresh and do something kind of um, want to make a New Year's resolution, what advice do we have for them? I wrote, wrote a couple of things down. If you want me to start. Um, and then you could jump in uh, if uh-huh. you want. Yeah. So my ideas are kind of things you can do looking forward to create your own New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Don't just say things like, I want to travel. Do things with a purpose. Do things that have meaning. Um, because travel is a luxury that is not the most eco-friendly. So if you're going somewhere, make it for a purpose. Do something while you're there that is important and justifiable and we do all need to relax now and again but relax sometimes maybe in your own like place where it's not you're not having to get on a plane and do all sorts of things yeah if you're going to travel do travel and I guess that goes with all resolutions do things with purpose was my first thing my second thing was dietary changes they're a very simple thing to do maybe eat less red meat maybe eat or source sustainable products eat less palm oil products um 
sustainable fish um, the marine conservation society has a good fish guide for the uk that tells yeah. you about what you can and can't eat at certain times of year so these small dietary changes type things can go a long way um i wrote down things about recycling and sustainability which we talked about already um and i also wrote down that we should consider when you're thinking about new year's resolutions and personal growth consider your own position and where you want to be and how it affects everyone around about you so don't set goals that reinforce ideas like neocolonialism and reinforce right. ideas that you are somehow better than anyone else do right. things that Absolutely. will make you a better person and will maybe expand your world don't put yourself above others and don't push anybody else down to get where you want to go and those yeah. are my kind of top tips oh, that I can think of. yeah those were lovely. my my ideas did you have any top tips for setting your own new year's resolutions that you'd like to add um, I think just go small, but also like believe in yourself to do more. Um, that and like start with what's available. Like when I wanted to cut out or like less eat less meat, I think I was looking at all these fantastic recipes online. I was like, oh my god, that looks so cool. That looks so good. But there were also like required expensive. Uh, ingredients with and I didn't have enough knowledge to be like oh are they homegrown are they sustainable is it good for the environment for me to you know hike up the demand for these um, vegetables or these exotic whatever I'm looking for avocado here is exotic because that is sad but again I could do without avocado because we have to remind ourselves like why are we setting this as our goal mm-hmm. um is it for healthy eating? Is it for you really? The meat industry is batshit insane. <laughs> um, There's or... the third quote. There's the Instagram quote. <laughs> Capitalism is a farce. Be a sloth. The meat industry is batshit insane. That those are the genuine. <laughs> like oh my god, it's so. And especially you remember um um I have a friend. His name's Rubab, and he he did the artwork with. Uh, the chicken and fish and and um, um, there was this piece on cows being slaughtered and he sort of saw the world reversed and mm-hmm. so cows were slaughtering humans and essentially and and chickens were holding on to people upside down it was something that's like the opposite of it is very common in Bangladesh and I feel like it made it allowed people to stop and think like, oh my God, what if this was me? And genuinely, a chicken don't have superpowers to like not feel pain. It's not a thing. Um, so be more kind. Like even if you don't have to, like if if like cutting it off completely is a big step, lessen it or understand genuinely think about where your food came from. I think that's like the first good step. Um, also, again, um, if you want to achieve like grand big things and you feel like you need to be able to do that to be a better person, also go easy on yourself. Um, taking care of yourself is also a good thing. So do that on some days. Um, tell yourself you're doing great. If you can't tell yourself, DM us. We will tell you instead. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I feel like I hope we can like we can make the next year more about kindness, more about compassion, more about um, selflessness, because gen- that's how we want to live. 
-hmm. and someday die but like I want to be remembered as like a good human being hopefully oh my god Jack if I die write a, the best book on me <laughs> just, <laughs> just based on our two years of just friendship. yeah yeah oh can up. you imagine oh my god yeah uh, uh, the best Bestseller. biography I can possibly pull together I will yeah you I, already have like enough pictures of me like great pictures of me to put on the cover I'll... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit it's a photo book it'll just be a book of pictures of yes curious the... Thasnia <laughs> loving Scotland <laughs> that's the whole first chapter <laughs> yeah that's 200 photos just that and the second chapter is here's Thasnia with a dog <laughs> yeah with pages gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's yeah I think this has been a really nice long chat about new year i think we've actually done well though for us like i think we've kept it maybe just over an hour and i think it's been such a good way to reflect on the last year to set out some goals to think about positivity to just appreciate what has been and what will come uh, ahead of us and i think it's just like yeah i think it's it's just been a really good it's been a really nice enjoyable time because i think it's so hard sometimes to reflect and look forward and all of these things when we're in a kind of dark tunnel um of what the world has been and i think yeah it's just been fantastic and if anyone else if anyone out there has found some kind of advice that we've said useful or found some kind of solace in what we've said about the last year what's coming next i i think that's a good thing um also uh, i forgot to add this because obviously i forget things but use less social media is one of my one of my goals as well okay don't tell people that but when they're use... listening to a podcast. I want them to follow no, me on social no, media. No, this is great. Okay, use it for, for like, if there's an actual purpose behind me using it, I think social media is great. I think yeah. social media is one of the reasons, like, I feel like a lot of talk about the project that I'm involved in got, you know, got attention. Uh, absolutely. When used right, great. But also take a break. Remind yourselves that the people behind these uh, social media networks are way, way richer than you and will not share their money with you. And that's just not fair. So goodbye. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, I think uh, that was very like Scottish of (laughs) me, dropping teas, dropping everything. I think that is, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think, um, yeah, a good bit of advice, actually is to yeah take some more time to look at it goes in it hand in hand with everything we've said you don't have to post a photo of everything online that you do um yeah. you can appreciate the world around you without necessarily having to look at a screen all of the time yeah um, yeah and but also take a lot of animal pictures and post them daily yes, yes. unless it's obviously unless it's pictures of animals in which case scrap everything we've said and just do that yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah i think we have done a really nice chat there about advice and things I guess to wrap up is there one anything you're looking forward to that you have planned or that to do with kind of your role your director role now anything that looking forward that you're excited about for next year that you want to share with the audience that they can look out hopefully hopefully oh my god that would be a dream come true if it does happen uh, that the government uh Bangladesh government takes responsibility for uh, most of the program in the capital city, uh, which would mean that uh, the sustainability factor of the program um, 
you know, is, 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 what's the word? Um, <laughs> the sustainability factor <laughs> of the program is sort of, you know, set, um, and we don't have to worry as much because CNVR are like, um, catching, neutering and vaccinating, um, and then releasing dogs or making the city rabies free or the country rabies free. The program needs to be a continuous thing. Um, and so really hoping that comes through. And then hopefully we're also aiming to work in Costa's Bazaar, closer to where the Rohingya refugees are, um, setting up a clinic there. And if, if that's possible, then that's great. So, so really hoping that that comes through. Yeah. That's a good goal. That's a good goal to have. I don't know what I'm looking, what am I looking forward to? I have a lot of things going on that I don't know if they're going to happen or not yet. So I'm sure I will update people if and when I get good news about them. Uh, but we're we're keeping those under wraps so I don't spoil anything or jinx it or... Uh, but, <laughs> um, but yes, I am... Uh, yes, I'm so, so grateful. Thank you so much again for, for coming along. Um, Thank you I so think much my voice is going me. now. <laughs> I think you have transferred your cough to me via the, the internet. I am now like, we have spoken for so long that my voice is going, but it has been such a good time. And thank you so, 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 so much for, for joining me again. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. always wonderful. Oh, and if anyone, last thing, if anyone wants to find you on Instagram, on, if they want to follow up, I'm going to mess up the name. Alperna. I I I messed that up on purpose. Obhayarono. <laughs> so it's O B H Y A R O N N O. We're gonna we can link their um Facebook page on on the podcast. Yeah. Um but yes, please do follow them. If you wanna donate to Obhayarono as um if you're outside of Bangladesh, that can happen through tra- transfer wise. So please consider donating to street dogs this christmas i don't even celebrate but here i am <laughs> expecting a gift <laughs> for yes. dogs for dogs yes so thank th- you oh. thank you so much and yes thank you once again for for coming along and i am sure we will talk again on the podcast and in person <laughs> in real life very yes. very soon thank you so much thank you thank you so much jack bye bye Thank you so, 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 so much for listening to today's episode, our New Year's special. And thank you, of course, to Tasnia for taking part. Uh, There is no one better to have a long uh, conversation about where we really have, we have some goals in mind, but we just talk for hours, even though we're trying to meet targets and things. There's no one better (laughs) to have a conversation like that than Tasnia. She is just the best. And I hope you all gained something from listening to her. I certainly did. And I, of course, I should also mention, I I thank I thanked you a little bit there, but I want to genuinely thank everybody for a second for a fantastic year. I hope you have all had just the best best time, and I wish you all a happy and healthy 2022 as well. Let's make 2022 the best 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 year we can. Uh, 2021 was hard for a lot of us, but I know if we keep pushing and we keep going and we keep growing and 
just getting better and better. Uh, nothing will stop us in 2022. Wow, this got very inspiring, didn't it? Um, <laughs> well, before I go into full TED Talk mode, I should probably start to wrap up. So to do that, I just want to highlight that, of course, we're on all sorts of podcast platforms. So please subscribe and rate us on there. If you, if you would like, if you would like to say something nice, we would very, be very appreciative. We will have so many more episodes. We have so much coming up in 2022. I, I can't, still can't process I'm saying that, that we're coming into a new year. Uh, we have so much coming out in 2022. And so, yes, subscribe so you don't miss out on all of that. I'm so excited for it. Um, new Pangolin episodes, new episodes of something brand new that you won't want to miss out on. So yes, make sure to subscribe. We will also be on social media throughout the new year, of course. Um, we are at Pangolin Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Facebook as well. And we are on uh, LinkedIn. On both of those, you just search Pangolin, the conservation podcast, and we'll turn up. So yes, we're on all of these places. So please, please, please uh, make sure to check us out on all of those. Uh, you can also check out all of the work that Tasnia was talking about, all of the stories, all of the resources that we mentioned in the description of this episode. So please check those out as well. Um, now, I will wrap up the show because, of course, it is New Year's, so everyone is very, very busy and celebrating. Uh, and I don't want to take too much of your time. But just know that you are all fantastic. You are all wonderful. I am so grateful for all of you in the last year. And I wish you all the very, very best for 2022. Happy New Year. Let it be filled with love and light and fantasticness. And yes, let's keep going for conservation because yes, we can do it, guys. We can just, yeah. Oh, going fully into TED Talk mode. Stop, Jack, stop. <laughs> right. Goodbye, everyone. Have a happy new year. Bye-bye. <laughs>